following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 68 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrum. This is Stank. Stank. Uh, I'm a little sad this week. I don't know if any of you guys, I mean, most of you guys probably follow me on, on my personal social media, but I was not able to get a PS5. Uh, when they first went on pre-sale like months ago, it was right in the midst of us doing crates, the, the pro wrestling crates. So I wasn't able to get one because literally like they they were going up and then as they were going up, like I would see Frank immediately like rush to his phone to try and get one. So I would drop what I was doing, but by the time I dropped what I was doing, pulled out my phone, it's just it, it was I was unsuccessful. Uh and the bots beat me to it this week. I I kept trying. I was unsuccessful, but uh silver lining, you were able to get one. Yeah, I mean, listen, when you're a Sony PlayStation VIP like myself, and you've just spent ridiculous amounts of money. They they give you a secure pre-order. So I was able to to get that. Um, it sucks because like a lot of my friends around me, you know, they were doing the same thing. They were on Walmart, you know, the other day, Walmart had like four or five timed releases and it was just a shit show. Like people had stuff in carts and like you and I both know we we've been in the game where we've tried to get real highly sought after stuff that's limited edition you got to sit there and you got to sometimes you'll get your cart and it'll knock you back to your info and you got to fill it out sometimes you got to do that like 20 times you know and but people were doing that across the globe and uh yeah, apparently the ps5 is pretty hard to get but yeah i got mine and then uh like a big dummy <laughs> i went home and instead of plugging it in and loading it with games i popped off the face plates and i painted mine black but it, you know what? But, it, it looks pretty fucking cool. Like I, I saw. Good. Yeah, I saw you post the photo, and I was like, at, at first, I was like, "Oh, cool!" I was like, "It looks like black in the shadow." And then I'm like yeah. thinking in my head, I was like, "Wait, I've been in his living room. Yeah, there wouldn't be a shadow cast like that unless yeah. all of a sudden, like a giant window was installed within the last, <laughs> you know, six months since I was there. Yeah. And I mean, it looks pretty cool. Like." At some point, I'm sure there will be one that looks like that, but at least right now, like, you got yeah. one of a kind. And it is a little weird to me, like, a white PlayStation, um, because every, I mean, from PS2 onward, they've all been black. So it is a yeah. little weird to, to see I mean, they, white. Yeah, I mean, it is a little weird. Um, I mean, they did release a white PS4 for, like, Destiny, which I got, and I love it. It's, a, it's like, my main PS4 right now, but... There's just something like as soon as like the pictures of the PS5 came out, people immediately mocked it up in black. And it, to me, it looks so much better in like a nice matte black. So, yeah, I mean, I was in my garage, just I sanded it down and then I sprayed it with primer. And then there's like six coats of uh, ultra matte black on there. And, uh, you know, like I blew my nose and it was just full of fucking black paint. So, like, I was a dummy. I didn't wear a mask or anything. <laughs> wear a mask if you're painting your stuff. But uh, no, nah, it turned out good. I'm I'm really happy with it, and I'm really happy. You know, I don't want to rub it in anyone's face, but this PS5 is pretty sweet. 
So, yeah, I I feel like with with me, it doesn't really like. Part of me was like, oh man, I couldn't get one, but then also part of me was like, well, I mean, you weren't really gonna play anything, you know? It was more yeah, so just like, yeah, it was more so just like, oh, I want it because even when, even with the PS4. I think the only the only reason I got it. Oh, I remember why I got it. So I was working at Kohl's at the time, and so there's twice a year. All right. So so for for let me let me smarten you guys up. For those of <laughs> if, if you guys work at Kohl's with your employee discount, you get ten percent off. That's just like uh, on everything, automatic ten percent off. If you got a Kohl's card, you also get like whatever discount that is on top of that. But there's twice a year where your employee discount is 35% off, which is pretty fucking good considering, like, you know, you get almost everything almost for nothing, practically. And yeah. that includes, like, all electronics and stuff. So I remember it was – wasn't Black Friday time. Um, it was whatever other time of the year it was. I, I don't remember. Someone listening will. Maybe Vivian. Vivian, you might know. But uh, it was one of those times where you got like that 35% off. And I had to drive I had to drive out to like Gurney, I think. It was like me and like an ex-girlfriend at the time. Had to drive out to Gurney Mills. Uh, that was like the only store that had a PS4 left. And I was just like, I will take it, please. Because I didn't have one at that point. And like, again, I'm not really much of a gamer like the only reason i bought the ps3 to begin with was uh i was leaving school and i it was like one of the last days of summer or one of the last days of school right before summer started and i was like at the bus stop and a bus drove by with a ps3 uh advertisement and i was like i should get a ps3 and just went and bought one you know so like yeah i'm just not really a gaming guy but even so like even with the ps4 right now I played God of War 4. I played uh, Kingdom Hearts. I have, like, the one of the WWE games that, like, I'll play from time to time. But just, again, not much, like, of a gamer. So yeah. with the, not being able to get the PS5 right now, I'm like, ah, it's fine because... It's not the biggest loss for you. Exactly. On top of that, like, God of War 5 is coming. And I'm positive they'll put out some sort of, like, special edition. Because even they did it with, like, God of War 4. You know, they'll put out some sort of special yeah. edition thing with some, basically just slap some graphics on the fucking thing, and I'll be like, oh, I gotta get it. Uh, but hey, I'm I'm happy you were able to get yours. You know, everyone out there is able to get one. Uh, happy for you guys. I'm glad for you guys. And I, listen, doesn't mean I want to stop trying because, like, occasionally they'll restock. And thankfully, like Johnny Johnny Delgado, friend of the show. This, me and this guy were up to like f- three in the morning trying to get them along with frank and uh weren't successful but hey you know uh the iron will strike one of these days Let, let's well, and part of, part of the fun of this too is like one it's highly sought after and then like two it's like the chase mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're just trying to uh chase that little dragon you know yeah i'm, I'm also not going to condemn sony and like I'm not never going to buy anything from Sony because I don't know. I'm an adult and like, I understand yeah. how that stuff works, uh, but well, they, they can't make it. They can't, they can't make infinity playstations forever. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they made as many as they could. It's not like they're like, we don't want more money, please. Like, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And listen, before you know, it, there'll be a PS five light out, uh, 
you know, there'll be enough PSIs to go around for everyone. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one thing I was like really excited about this week um, was this week's episode of The Mandalorian. Uh, I don't, I mean, there's not too much spoilery stuff to talk about really in that episode. Uh, but Sasha Banks showed up um, as Mercedes. I, I don't forget what her last name is, something with a V. But that was pretty cool. Like, I know early on when they showed pictures of her, everyone was everyone was saying she was some other character from like uh that rebel show ah- from ah- ahsoka tano no the, yeah they had already no it was someone else because they had already cast ahsoka by then they had already yeah rosario doesn't know to be cast as her there was like some other like jedi character that they were Uh-oh. like oh this is who she's sabine i think is her name oh yeah and everyone was like convinced that was her but like in my mind i'm like like i don't even know this like in that lore that deep but i'm like if they're casting like a character of that magnitude i'm like i don't think they're casting sasha banks but it was a pretty yeah. it was a pretty fun episode like this this one was you know we got to see some more mandalorian i know katie sackoff uh the character that she pl- played uh forget bo-katana bo yeah like she voiced yeah. she voiced her in the animated show as well yeah. So that's pretty cool, you know, for her to like voice the character and then get to do live action. That's that's yeah. Doesn't really well, also too, uh, we're gonna, we might get a little spoilery, so just a little pre warning. I'll give you a couple seconds if you want to skip over. But uh, uh, okay, now, um, so there's always been kind of this discrepancy, like w- when you're watching The Mandalorian they make a very hard effort to show these guys don't take their masks off. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyone that's been watching any of the animated stuff, you see Mandalorian taking their helmets off left and right. And then, you know, Dave Filoni was in charge of all that stuff. And so like, people were like, what's they're trying to figure out what happened and why, uh, you know, Mando's like, don't take your helmet off. And like you see in the episode, they take their stuff off and he's immediately like, where'd you get that armor? Like assuming these guys aren't Mandalorians, they stole it. Um, and so someone speculated on, uh, on the internet. I can't remember who, but they said that they believed like the people that were from Mandalore, like the actual Mandalorians by blood, weren't that militant about keeping their helmets on. Mm-hmm. And then any, was brought in as a foundling or, you know, as is the case with the show, like a very religious like sect of the Mandalorians that broke off. They, they really felt the need to keep their helmets on for the, for their identity as a Mandalorian. So he, you know, he's been raised this whole time in this really deeply religious and and you kind of see the, the overtones of it uh, in season one. They're very ritualistic, you know, yeah, I mean, so, in season one, he almost dies because he doesn't want to take off his helmet in front of a robot. Yeah. And so, but that's that's all he's known. And he's never known the wider Mandalorian culture because, you know, it's and it, it's kind of like a parallel to, you know, a lot of really ultra-religious people, you know, around the world. Like, they're very sheltered and all they know is, you know, their religious belief. So I, I, I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the episode. Um, like you mentioned, there is that fun bit of, well, like, 
is he going to keep his helmet on? Because I, I know as of this season and last season, it's been John Wayne, John Wayne's kid, uh, who's been doing like all the actual suit work for him. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's anything without him, if there'll be anything this season with him taking off his helmet, but it's been John Wayne's kid, uh, like in the Mando suit because, because of that, because, uh, the Mandalorian is like super religious basically and won't take off his helmet. So when he meets another set of Mandalorians that are just like, Oh no, dude, like you got stuck with like the really religious Mandos, like you can take it off. Because, I mean, think back, even, like, Boba Fett and Jango Fett, they, you know, they didn't have their helmets on. Like, yeah. I mean, granted, you didn't you didn't see it in, the, in you know, the episode four, five, and six, you know, uh, Boba without his helmet. But, I mean, we, we see him without his helmet. We know, like, very... A lot of people say the Fets aren't actual Mandalorians. Yeah, there, there is that. I'm, yeah. I, you know, listen, I don't, I don't want to get into all that, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've you've seen people, you know, Mandalorians out their helmets. Um, it'll be very interesting to see, and especially because in this episode they tease like Ahsoka Tano, who who's a Jedi, and like I know, like I I'm someone who I'm just like, yeah, sure, let's fucking it's about time we bring in the Jedi, because um, I don't yeah. I don't mind Star Wars without involving you know the Skywalkers and all that shit, right. and I mean this is basic. This is five years after episode six so we still have yeah. a little bit of time before we catch up to like the events of um you know before we meet like everyone well, and force she has a she has a very close tie because she was anakin's uh apprentice or padawan mm-hmm. so you know it, it's been nice not dealing with the skywalkers and now we kind of have like a, a chain link to it um so i mean listen they haven't really relied on it too much so I'm fine with it, um, but to have like a little, a little link to the the broader uh, Star Wars universe is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I, I like I like what they've been doing with all these outer rim planets. It, it would be nice to see, you know, maybe him on like some of the bigger, you know, like Naboo or whatever. But um, I don't. Know, we'll we'll see. I'm I'm dying to see what Rosario Dawson looks like as Ahsoka Tano. Um, we're gonna find out soon, I guess. Speaking of like uh, what someone looks like, I, I mentioned to, mentioned it to you. Um, kind of switching over to another franchise. Uh, like a few weeks ago, it was announced that Jared Leto would be reprising his role as the Joker for this Justice League Snyder Cut. Well, uh, it's it's been talked about how we will, you know, he we, he will be donning a different look for yeah. um, the Snyder Cut, and what it most likely will be is uh so if any of you guys remember that movie um the first justice league when he's in like the burnt down remains of wayne manor batman that is uh yeah there's like an old robin suit uh being displayed with like haha written on it um, yeah there was uh someone who like designed the suit came out earlier this week and he was just like yeah he's like it was a scene that's actually cut from the movie where uh joker murders robin uh which it i forget which version of robin it was i mean there's a version of robin that dies yeah it's probably jason todd i think it was jason todd yeah uh he was just like yeah he murders robin and then 
burns fucking Wayne Manor down. And then Batman is so fucked up from it. That's why it's like still all like old and decrepit and stuff. And he's never really fixed it up. Um, right. But apparently in Justice League, we're going to see a brand. We're going to see Joker not looking all tattooed and fucked up because like one of the one of the bigger things was the reason the Joker looks like that is because one, the silver teeth, because Batman punches out his teeth um and then has all these tattoos because he's all he was in jail yeah he was in jail and you know he's all fucked up from having killed robin uh so i'm pretty excited that like all right you know everyone complained about jared leto's joker I, me being one of them like i i wasn't yeah. i wasn't a fan of what we got but i i fully understand that they cut a lot of what he actually did and they just didn't give him a lot to do well and i'll also say too like I'll give I'll give him a 50-50 shot. 50% of why the Joker was not liked was part of the way he played it, but at least 50 of it was the way he was portrayed physically. Like people were like, "What is this?" Like you know what I mean, wearing like the, the Joker in the comics has always been a bit of a dandy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's wearing like the shoelace tie and like he's always got like a purple like, you know, conductor's coat on and stuff. But like in this one, he was really like, uh, was like clubbed. A yeah, he was like a yeah. mob boss, like a cartel mob or something. Yeah, and it was just like it. It was off. It it it, it had like echoes of what the Joker c- could or should be, but like they really went way too far in one direction. So I think people realize that, and you know, part of it's the tattoos and the, and the grill, and it was a little too hip hop for what the Joker is, I guess. So I think they know that. And I mean, it'd be cool to see if they have like some classic, you know, Joker stylings. And I think that would help a long way for people to be able to like swallow his, his version of the Joker. So we'll see. I would love it. I would love if we saw him dressed like he is in the animated series. Like I feel, I feel that anyone could pull that off. It would be Jared Leto. Well, and that's what, that's part of why people liked, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. It was very close to like how the Joker's traditionally portrayed. Like, you know, once he finally wears, you know, he, he's burgundy, but, um, it's really close. I, I will say when it comes to Snyder, the Snyder cut, he claims there's only like four minutes of extra footage that they're refilming. I don't believe that for a second. No, absolutely not. They're refilming a whole movie, which is fine. Like, yeah. I, I I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, but hey, uh, kind of just wrapping up like the our the news, like all this comic stuff. WandaVision finally, 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 finally has a, a release date. Uh, that of course is January fifteenth, twenty twenty one. A lot of people were like, Bleh! but it, I like to me, it's fine because Mandalorian won't be finished. You know, probably till the right. end of December, and then I believe Disney is releasing an uh, animated Pixar movie, Soul, and so they got to give it like a little bit of time for you know for that as well. Uh, but I'm, I finally have something to look forward to, you know, next year. And really, it's only about a month away. You know, like I, yeah, it's fine. I I, I can wait a month. Um, super excited about that. But also super excited about this week's interview. Uh, we get to sat down with uh, Ashley and, and Joe from Lilu Multiprops. Um, you know, I fam- I've famously not stopped talking about my Brendan Fraser <laughs> mummy playset. 
uh, your favorite things. 12 inches of Rick O'Connell. That'll make a lot of sense when you guys listen to the interview. Yeah. Uh, but Ashley and Joe, you know, and they, uh, well, Joe, I know Ashley probably a little bit. I'm not sure. We didn't really ask her, but uh, Joe, big fan of wrestling, you know, been a big fan of wrestling his whole life. So when I placed my order, I, I got my invoice back. You know, I was a note written on there, you know, hey, you know, I, I'm a big fan. And that led to, you know, me getting in and communicating with them. And uh, we started to just talk every now and then, you know, very, very like minded people, very, yeah. uh, very giant nerds, as, as you'll hear in, in this week's interview. And it was awesome. I've, I'm, we'll have to edit some of it down because, um, so we had to do it through Zoom because their Skype wasn't working. But the luxury of doing it through Zoom was we got to see a lot of their basement where they kept a lot of their memorabilia. So, it was so impressive. It, like, I, I know that's frustrating when you can't see it for people say, man, you should have seen it. It was great. But like, their basement was amazing. It was essentially a museum. Yeah, like and full of museum quality things. Like, yeah, it, we we mentioned it a couple times on the podcast. But it's like, you guys should really charge a fee for people to see some of this stuff in your home. Yeah, and it's like one one of my favorite things is just the passion. Like, you can clearly tell how passionate, like, yeah. they are about what they do. And anytime you see that, like, come through with someone, you know, them being passionate about whatever it is that they do, like, that's awesome because. Um, like when, you know, when, when you're a fan of something, uh, and like, at least the way I put it, you know, like if, if I'm a fan of memorabilia and, you know, collecting various memorabilia, like I personally would rather go to a company where, oh man, like the, you know, wife and husband, they fucking love this. And you can, you can right. tell how much they love it because some of the stuff they have, you know, it's like, oh, cool, that's cool memorabilia stuff they have. But some of it is just deep cut, like deep cut stuff where you're just like, what? Yeah. Like, why would, how do you, how do you get a hold of the mystery men costumes? Like, uh, yeah. a lot of various stuff. Um, so again, I, I'm going to have to edit the episode. I mean, it was a little, I mean, it's about the same length as every episode, but there is a lot of, like at, at one point, Joe kind of just walks around with the, yeah. with the laptop, just showing us everything. Um, so for you guys' sake, so you don't just hear a lot of, wow, oh my God, that looks awesome. Yeah. Um, well, just, and also the pride, the pride that they had showing us, they're like, guess what this is? And we're like, is that from the crow? And they're like, yeah, you're like, some of that might be cut out, but like, these guys clearly love what they do. And then they turned it into a business to help other people love what they do. So, and I think one of my favorite things, uh, and we get into it in there is that like, they're very much, they're very much not like we're the only game in town and we're going to crush the competition. Like, no, they acknowledge some people like just by virtue of, Oh, we're in the same business. You might consider like, Oh, they're, they're rivals, but they don't, they don't ever look at it like that. You know, they, they talk openly about like, yeah, we can help out another collector or collectors. Like we're, we're more than happy to. And like, that's awesome. You know, because some people like it's, it's cutthroat, you know, some it's a cutthroat business. Anytime you're, you know, you're, you're in any sort of business, you know, and, and there's any sort of competition, but to them, they don't really look at it that way. You know, they talk openly about like they're they're more than happy to to help their contemporaries and that's really awesome you know when you, when you hear like that kind of stuff it's it's like oh wow like you guys are also like really good people that that's nice to hear yeah 
Um, but without any further ado, let's go ahead and get to this week's interview with uh, Ashin Joe DeGenero of Lilu Multiprops. <laughs> Dave, oftentimes people tell us that we've got the coolest job, you know, and it's mostly coming from wrestling fans because people outside of the wrestling world don't care about wrestling. (laughs) But oftentimes, you know, they'll they'll see pictures of us at these wrestling shows or at conventions and they're just like, oh, my God, you got to meet so-and-so. And And I almost feel like we're sort of desensitized to it by now where it's like, yeah, "Yeah, Mox is cool or, you know, Hangman Page is he's really sweet person in real life. Um, but people do it all the time, and it's not something we take for granted. We're very much like, yep, our job is awesome. Well, yeah, I very much feel that way uh, about today's guest because it happened around the time of my birthday where I, I might have been through Kevin Smith or, or might have actually been through Brian O'Halloran posting about it. Um, but I found this website, and I'm looking at all the things that this website offers, and I'm just like, what? Like, where's this? where's this been my whole life? Um, because like as of recent, especially like through Frank, who, who works with us pro wrestling tees, he's super into memorabilia, uh, mostly sports memorabilia, but some movie memorabilia as well. Um, and I'm always just like, oh, well, whenever you go to these places, bring me along. But it's always sports memorabilia. Nothing ever cool. Like that catches my eyes. Um, but I'm looking for their website and I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, they have all this cool Kevin Smith, uh, stuff. They're doing autograph signings with Brendan Fraser and, uh, you know, Michael Keaton. What, what is this? And I just start doing like a deep dive and, uh, finding out about them. And then, you know, I famously for my birthday, got the, the Brendan Fraser autograph mummy playset, which I've not stopped talking about since I placed the order all those months yeah. ago. Like literally, like it's one of your prized possessions. When listen, when women come over, that's the one thing that I show them, and they're just like, "Oh, that that movie from like the '90s." I'm just like, uh, "The movie from the '90s, all right." <laughs> uh, and I remember when I got the first part of the order, which was my uh, clerk's hockey jersey signed by most of the cast. Um, there was a note in there, which is cool because I'm just like, "Oh, like every time I like get something ordered, I just I get it sent to the shop." Because I don't have a real like place to get stuff sent. And I'm just like, ah, if it comes there, it comes there. So it's always labeled to Pro Wrestling Tees. So on the invoice, it's handwritten. And it's just like, hey, like, you know, we're big fans of you guys. Like, um, it, and that's always like my thing where I'm like, oh, what if someone knows what Pro Wrestling Tees is? And they're just like, hey, we like what you guys do. And that's literally what happened with this. Like, I immediately called you when I opened up the package and was like, you know, the, the Lilu Multipress people, they know who we are. And you were like, really? I'm like, that's always fun. Yeah, I'm just like, whoa. I'm like, that's so crazy. They know who we are. And uh, just through communication with them, you know, we, we sort of become like friends with them. Like, uh, you know, they mentioned like, oh, we're a fan of the micro brawlers. So I sent some micro brawlers over. Of course, whenever, you know, we meet friends of the show, we, we, we hook them up with Pro Wrestling Tees merch, PWT cast yep. merch. And like, the and again, through learning about them, they're sort of, uh, to, not to blame, but uh, the reason that Clerks 3 is happening. So definitely I'm like, I owe a lot to these people because Clerks, my favorite franchise, you know, I love Kevin Smith, have the man tattooed on my leg. Uh, so this is probably the longest intro we've done for someone in quite a while. Uh, so we'll just get right to them. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, uh, Ashley and Joe, DeGenero, guys, how are you doing? Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> Thanks for having us. <laughs> 
that, that's that's my favorite thing to do these long-winded intros and like <laughs> s- since like we emailed back and forth and you guys were like yeah we'll do the podcast i've literally sat there like okay then i gotta say this and i gotta say that uh but like yeah i mean people tell us all the time we have like the coolest job but the the sheer amount of like celebrities and actors and you know people that you guys get to meet it's insane you know like every time you guys post i'm like they're hanging out with batman dave like how cool is that uh so like for for those of for those people unaware of like what you guys do why don't you tell us a little bit about lilu multiprops all right well uh pretty much uh in full pre-covid when conventions were a thing um we would occasionally do conventions and we would tour our screen used movie props that we've acquired over the years so we bring them uh, for the fans to enjoy and see, like a like a mini museum. Um, sometimes we'll pick one huge one, and we'll have it for uh, like photo op opportunities to kind of help raise money so that we can keep bringing these props to uh, conventions. And it slowly turned into almost having to sell like collectibles and stuff to make sure that we can keep doing conventions with these props because just people seeing a prop isn't going to really pay for it, especially when we have to pay for the space and everything and travel there. Um, and then it's slowly built into dipping into our, our collection from going to conventions and getting our, our merchandise signed and realizing that it was probably just a lot easier to start our own company of, doing signings. So we kind of incorporated the private signings in with our props and we enjoy the hell out of it. I mean, we, we, we love movies. I'm a huge wrestling fan since I was a kid. So we, we try to implement some wrestling stuff whenever we can. And we both get to rub elbows with some of our famous, some of our favorite people, some of our famous people, Yeah, some, some <laughs> of our favorite people. Well, like, I think again, it's like, by now you guys i don't know i don't know i mean at least for me and dave having met so many like you know famous wrestlers and stuff like that again like we become a little desensitized to it like is it almost that way for you guys when uh you know you're like oh look uh you know this week we have a brendan fraser autograph or autograph meeting so we're gonna go hang out with brendan fraser like is it similar to you guys where i imagine the first few it was probably a little like nerve-wracking where you don't you don't want to you know be too much like of a fan, uh, but you also, you know, you, you want to be cool with them. You want to get to know them. Like how much of that goes into holy shit, we're going to sit down with Michael Keaton for, you know, for a day. I mean, I guess it all depends. Cause I still, I mean, cause I've been meeting even wrestlers since I was little. So I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat, depending on who it is. I'm desensitized depending on who it is. Even if it's someone that I've met for the first time, it might not really bother me. And then there could be people that I, wind up working with or meeting that I'll still get a little red in the face or I get a little intimidated or or what have you. I get get super fanboy. He got super red in the face and had this goofy smile when he met Neff Campbell for the first time. Who wouldn't though? (laughs) Who wouldn't? Yeah. (laughs) He was like, yeah, he was really big, goofy smile. No one else can see us except for you. But um, I grew up in the city and my mom raised me to have an autograph book mm. literally in my backpack. Oh, wow. Um, and we, and um, growing up in the city, in, in New York City, there were celebrities all over the place. And um, so I kind of would bump into celebrities, you know, growing up in the city. And I still have all my autograph books from a kid. And um, 
it was a little easier to approach celebrities as a child because they don't typically say no to a child for autographs. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple. Especially back then. Yeah, there were a couple. I'm not going to say who. Um, <laughs> I don't want to put anyone on blast so in case we end names. up working with them. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, but um, then a couple years ago, I worked for um, an actress and it just became like, whatever to me. Um, Cause I would, she would have me, you know, do her whatever she wanted me to do. So if that was like help her write an email to someone or whatever, it was confidential information and it was stuff that, or I read scripts and stuff like that. So I, I became like, you know, two feet into the, you know, that world. So I was like, Oh, whatever. Um, and so they really just want to be treated like normal human beings. Like they don't want to be put up on a pedestal, but, um, we try to always try to keep it light and fun. Um, occasionally to to, to like fanboy or fangirl over. We try to talk to them like they're a normal person. Like if we were meeting just like a regular person at that moment that wasn't famous or wasn't in movies, like they don't want to be asked a million times. Oh my God, what was it like doing that and this? What was it like doing that? It's like, the guy is just trying to enjoy five minutes alone. Like he doesn't want to be bothered about. Yeah, that. yeah. We we gauge what they're they're like. You know, like like with Kevin Smith, he will talk your ear off. We love the man. He will talk about how, anything that how you know forever. Um, but you know, someone who might be a little bit more quiet and reserved, like Brendan Fraser was, he was happy to talk about like his kids. Mm-hmm. he loved talking about his kids and he, but he offered, but then when he offered like stories about certain um, movies he did and stuff like that, it was on his own terms. Um, so we kind of just like gauge what kind of mood they're in and stuff like that. So um, and stuff like that. But yeah, So some of them are very nice. I mean, we, we got to actually sit and have lunch with uh, Sid Haig. That was great. From House of the- and Loves he one of, he's one of the biggest sweethearts. He really, really is. Like we, I was it's ordering like a three-hour uh, dinner. Captain Morgan and Coke. I kept ordering the captain for the captain. <laughs> uh, he had a cheeseburger, um, and then he wound up inviting what's his name Ed. He was the hitch- Dean, but the hitchhiker, no, no. In, uh, <laughs> the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, he was the hitchhiker. Oh, I feel like his name um, is Ed. Is Ed something? Ed, I'm his no, name. not Ed. But oh, dude. I, 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 I know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah but guy, he, he wound up, uh, Sid invited him to come over. So he came down and sat down with his wife or whoever it was. And Sid just started talking about how, like, when we think about Sid Haig, we think, like, Captain Spaulding. We think, like, blood and, like, knives and shit. And he starts talking. He's, he's sipping on his rum. And he's like, yeah, when I first got into showbiz, he was in ballet. He was a... He was a ballerina. He was a ballerina. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, no shit, right? (laughs) And he loved loved it. Like, he loved that shit. And he loved to, he wanted to, like, open restaurants and stuff. So we had, like, conversations that were not about, like, Hollywood. Yeah, or about his murder movies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. About tutti fucking fruity and shit like that. So it was like, you know, so at some points, you're just like, want to, you just want to make them feel comfortable, especially when you're sitting there for, it's always a gamble because then you get someone like I'm not going to get into too much detail, but 
Michael Keaton, he was just super, super quiet. So, I mean, you get a couple words out of him when you ask him stuff, but other than that, he just, yeah. he just wanted to come work and do his thing. That's it. He offered some local recommendations of where we were and like to eat and stuff like that. And and that was like, you know, he just wanted to, you know, get his, the job done. Jeff Anderson was very nice. Of course, yeah. everyone from clerks, everyone that we've worked with from view askew has been wonderful. I mean, we've gotten a chance to meet everyone. almost everyone from clerks. Yeah. And uh, Lisa. and then a handful of uh, Kevin's other uh, actors and actresses from his other films, like Joey Lauren Adams is a sweetheart. Um, obviously, the star chasing Amy. She was also in Mallrats. Um, yeah, Scott Schiaffo. We saw him. He's he, he was wonderful. Ernie from Clerks. Uh, he oh. was great. Marilyn, of course. Brian. We love Brian. See, with with Sid Hag, you guys mentioned him. I I had the opportunity to meet him once. They have a uh, Days of the Dead out here in Chicago. Yeah. I went and I went once and it was very much one of those things where he was just off to the side sitting by himself. This was before like, his health problems. And I was just so nervous. Like it was, it was and it's weird because I don't really get like that anymore. Like I don't ever really like I'm I'm so used to just like just approach him, say hello, whether it's like, hey, fan of your work um, or, or something, you know, because like, again, with Dave and I having worked like uh, like there's C2E2 out here and we've worked it with Punk or whatever wrestlers, uh, CM Punk. Look at me like I'm yeah. his friend, Punk. No, you know, like we working with, like, <laughs> we with met him out there, yeah, Punk. You know, like working with um, you do kind of find out that where it's like, just be cool, like don't be weird. Like I, the first time I worked the, the convention with Punk, it was the second year that we'd been doing it, and the first year I was there, I was there as a fan. Like I had, I wasn't working there then. And the next year, it was very much like, hey, do you want to work this convention with Punk? And I'm just like, um, <laughs> yeah, sure. And it was myself and Frank, the my manager. And, you know, we go there. He's like, okay, he goes, Frank, right? He's like, yeah, like, Umberto with the CM Punk tattoo. Because I, I have a CM Punk tattoo. And that was the one thing my boss was like, give him shit for that. And I was just like, yep, that's me. You know, so it's like, off the bat, you try to kind of be, like, I'm sitting here trying to be cool and not, like, come off as a fanboy. And he knows me as, like, oh, you're the guy with my logo tattooed on you. And I'm just like, Oh, uh, but no, I mean, there is a lot of that. Like, I mean, with, you know, Dave, myself speaking, it's oftentimes there's a lot of like, Hey, do you remember me from this waffle house, uh, in Missouri at <laughs> three in the morning and half, yeah. half the time they're just like, yeah, sure. I remember you. But when you make like genuine, like connections with people, you, know, you guys mentioned Kevin yeah. Smith met him at the movies pop up here. And like, he remembered me. Because we podcasted, I have his face, you know, tattooed on my leg. But it was very much one of those things where he was like, "No, no, no, I remember you." And like when he autographed, uh, you know, we do the little promo things for the podcast. Like he didn't ask for my name; he just autographed, you know, Alberto. And that was one of those things where I was like, "Oh, he and I last time we met did make like a, a genuine connection." And it's very easy to get along with Kevin Smith, like as oh, yeah. as he has a crazy tell. memory. Mm-hmm. He remembers stuff, and funny enough, I had before way before I had even um, considered, you know, our, before we even met, this was like 10, 11 years ago, maybe I was walking in the city, not with an autograph book. I was a little older than that. And I was when blackberries were popular Mm -hmm. and I was trying to get those little buttons texting. And I was walking past the, um, Four Seasons Hotel on 57th Street. And obviously because the phones were much smaller than our phones now, 
and the buttons are so tiny. I was like focusing on that, trying to text. And I literally collided with someone who was coming out of the four seasons. I look up and it's Kevin Smith. And I was a gigantic fan of his and still am obviously. And, but I had never really had those celebrity interactions like where I was like comfortable. And I, when I told Kevin this, this is how exactly how I described it. Um, Cause I told him this um, when I had like a few seconds with him um, alone at our signing. And I said, my soul left my body. I could, I lost the ability to speak. And we had literally like, it was like literally a three second interaction, but all this seemed like it, pan- it happened in an hour. Mm-hmm. My soul left my body. I lost the ability to speak. I watched all this happen from above, like, like out of body experience. And he turns me and put his hands on my shoulder that I am so sorry. I was not looking where I was going. And then he in literally three seconds was in the car and gone before I could like realize what had just happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's funny because he had like very much with uh so when i got to podcast with him you know this is like a year now um the whole thing was like they were doing the james silent bob reboot uh tour and through i had purchased the um vip meet and greet and i told dave i'm like i'm gonna fuck i'm gonna email his manager because this was when he had just appeared on AEW. so i was like mm-hmm. awesome i'm like that's our end i'm like we we do the t-shirts for them i'm like i'm gonna try and finesse an interview and you know i i reach out to them to his manager i'm like hey you know my name is alberto i'm a manager here you know we do the shirts i i have this this meet and greet i'm like i do this podcast whatever time is allotted if, even if it's five minutes if i could use those five minutes to just do an interview you know it'd be greatly appreciated and him just hi i'm kevin smith well i'm sorry what was that <laughs> that was just him saying hey it's kevin smith oh that's it even if it was one minute of just like <laughs> of nonsense i would be like i would i I would still advertise it as the entire episode uh and then we didn't hear back and one of our friends who works at hot topic he's like well i know he's the the head buyer he's like i can reach out to his merch person i'm like i can't ask you to do that if if that is something you want to do i'm like by all means i'm like but i can't ask you to do that clearly like yes please joe do it do it and so literally like 10 minutes later i get the email and they're just like hey yeah for sure let's set this up and so much like we both know, Kevin's a talker. And, and and they were like, yeah, for sure. It'll be five minutes you get with him. I'm like, perfect. And to me, I'm like, I just got to get this guy fucking talking. I'm like, got to get the microphone in front of him and just get him speaking. And it'll be, you know, however much time I'm allotted, that's fine. But like very much, you know, we get there and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'll go last. You know, I'm like, I got to set up my stuff. I'm like, I just want to be the last one there. So I'm not taking up anyone else's time. And like, you know, he's greeting everyone. He's he's for sure just like hi, because he always is. He's like, hey man, and he's just giving you the giant Kevin Smith hug, and he keeps thanking me as if like I did anything but just show up. And you know, we do the interview, and I wind up getting like a good fifteen minutes out of it. And then afterwards, probably another fifteen twenty, just speaking with him, where he's just like, isn't podcasting the best? And I'm just like, yeah. You know, Dave and I, we've been doing it like what, two, two, three months at that point, Dave? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. And I'm just like, 
yeah, it's the best. And he's just sitting there just talking. And then live his manager's like, all right, Kevin, come on. Like we got to go. And he's like, come on. He's like, but I'm, I'm talking, you know, and it is just like very, very much how he is. You like you mentioned. And again, that whole interaction, probably about half hour, yeah. e- even the podcast interview itself is maybe 12, 13 minutes. And like, to me, I'm like, Oh no, we sat down, we had a, a, a full four hour conversation it's the best and i'm always like you guys go listen to the kevin smith episode and then sometimes i feel a little bad because i'm like well really it's 15 minutes of us of, of me talking with him and jason which even jason probably got in a minute of like talk because it was so much like me and kevin just like yeah and what else oh my god yeah. cool keep telling me some more um yeah. but uh yeah i very much can feel you the same thing where like i to this day will have like I'll think back to that day and I'm just like me right there, just astral projecting, like you said, just looking at everything. And I'm like, whoa, that really happened. Um, but yeah, like it's, uh, you know, kind of, and bringing it back with, you know, like meeting these celebrities, it is, um, it is a little daunting at times, but that's always what like Dave and I will tell people. Cause we do get that a lot. Like when we went on the Jericho cruise and we were, you know, hanging out with the elite guys and we're just like on the beach with them. And so, yes, you know, so we meet random, you know, celebrities and stuff, but, uh, like you, so I've, I've met some, I have a buddy, I guess he's, I mean, he, I call him a friend. I don't know if how much he remembers me because every time I meet him, he's really drunk, but his name is Matt Ross. I met him in Canada, went up there. I go up there frequently to, to hang out with my friends and, we were at this bar and Matt Ross, he starts telling the story. He goes, yeah, I met Brendan Fraser here once. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, that's the bartender. And so I guess how the story goes is he went into this place, usual watering hole he goes to. And one night, uh, one of the bartenders, she goes, Hey, look who's over there. And he had no idea who he was. He's like, who's that? She's like, Brendan Fraser. It's like Brendan Fraser, the actor. He's like, yeah. And he's just like, I don't want to bother the guy. So they're both they're both the only people in the bar drinking. And at some point, Brendan Fraser gets up and goes and sits next to him. He's just like, hey, how are you? They just start talking. And if the story is that he told me is is to believe, the night ends with them rip face drunk at uh, Matt Ross's apartment, in which Brendan Fraser's like, I'm gonna he's like, I'm gonna cut my hair in your bathroom if that's cool. And he's like, yeah, for sure. And immediately I was just like, that, that would be the only story I tell for the rest of my life. You know, like all I ever, the only story I ever really tell now is, uh, meeting Kevin Smith. Even to people, I have no idea who Kevin Smith is. That is always like the worst. Like again, girls will see like my Kevin Smith tattoo and they're like, Oh, who's that? And I'm like, you ever seen clerks? No. Uh, mall rats, dogma, Jay and silent Bob. Um, no and then i have to sit there and explain and they'll be like oh yeah i think of my older brother or my dad watch those movies it's a lot of that it's like oh yeah some some older person uh but actually off there we were actually you mentioned the a funny brendan Fraser story uh that we'll we'll call the story 12 inches of rick o'connell uh so uh if you can please ashley tell us uh this story you mentioned in your intro about about the playset that you got from us, and we have a twelve inch action figure 
Um, but it's who doesn't want 12 inches of <laughs> it's a it's the mummy, uh-huh. the mummy action figure. <laughs> and it's the box, and it's in the box, it's in mint condition, and it's signed by Brendan Fraser, but it says in the back 12 inches. And um, so who wouldn't want 12 inches of Rick of Rick O'Connell? So the, t- the takeaway from this is that I'm going yeah. to find this group. Go in there and brag about, like, hey, guys, thanks to the wonderful people over at Lilu Multiprops, uh, I've got a Brendan Fraser. Yeah, be like, I've got, well, like, when I was looking for it, because it was literally, like, the it was on my birthday that I found you guys' site, and, like, I remember walking around the shop going over, like, Dave, and I'm like, I'm going to buy one of these. I'm like, do I get the, you know, I'm like, the 12-inch doll, I'm like, or the mummy playset. And I, I, think, I think my logic with, like, the mummy playset was, I didn't even know it existed. Like, Right, I like. I really like. Why did you want twelve inches of Rick O'Connell? Did I see now? I wish I would have. So I could just be like, "Hey, girl, you want twelve inches of Rick O'Connell?" Like, excuse me. I'm like, no, the doll. Lights and sounds. (laughs) My twelve inch Rick. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) do I see all twelve inches? Do you want to see my Rick pick? And I'm just just like, oh, like you meant your toy. Great, more toys. Because I mean, again, it is like even the thing I like. This is a zooming, so people can't see. Is that your guys' office is pretty much the same way ours is, and that it's well, just, this is yeah. Our this is our basement. That's your basement. Oh, okay. Yeah, our office is Well, like your basement is just it's littered with toys and oh, so many goodies. We we're getting a, a behind the scenes sneak peek at all this. It's and, the, the movie prop room. Yeah, and then so, so much. Oh wow. <laughs> Someone's that. Oh, oh wow. Chewy. <laughs> so like with the movie props, I, I know you guys mentioned you would travel around to different conventions and, and displaying them and, and things of that. What are conventions? Yeah. These, these old things that used to be called conventions or more than six people could get together in a room. Uh, but like when you first started pulling together, like, you know, all, all, all that stuff, was it, how do like how do you even go about that? Is it just you know oh a friend of a friend knows someone who worked on on this movie, or is it you actually just reaching out to you know people who have worked on that and say hey I would like to purchase that uh you know this weapon from said movie mostly auctions it's auctions mm-hmm. uh, and then over the years sellers. we've gotten to know private sellers so word of mouth we've gotten uh, accepted into like private groups um where there's other private collectors that don't like to advertise what they have but mm-hmm. through word of mouth we'll find out that certain people have certain things and you make deals and whatnot what would you consider you like your I, I drove all the way to what was it north carolina north or south carolina, north or south for carolina props? and to pick up a bunch of silent help props oh wow Ooh. yeah well, what would you consider like your your favorite of the, all the props because i know like for I know for a collector it's hard. Like people again, I mentioned yeah, I collect all these Funko Pops and everything. Like, what's your favorite? It's always just like well, it's, it's like asking which of my children is our favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I mean, we have we have a couple of really good gems. I mean, Ashley probably has some that she likes more than than I do. One one really nice one that we like is uh, we have the the animatronic head from Killer Clowns. We have uh, Clownzilla. Oh shit. So the huge one that you see at the end that comes down, uh-huh. we have uh, we have that animatronic head. Um, all the cables and everything still inside. We had it restored. Uh, 
I love Jim Carrey. So anything that we have Jim Carrey is usually up there on top of the list. We have something from Mace Ventura 1. We have one of his hero shirts. We have a full outfit, including his boots from part two. We've got his stunt monkey. Um, we have almost the entire collection of both the original and the upgraded, upgraded versions of the mystery men. The combo. <laughs> you know, I, believe like, I, I believe I did see you guys post... Uh, yeah. About that, and I was just like, oh, "That's so awesome." People, people forget is, Mystery Man. Yeah, the only one we're missing is Spleen. We have a prototype. We have a prototype of Spleen, so it wasn't we don't screen have, used. It we was don't a have screen scene, but we have. Uh, we're getting the bowler. Like if you've seen the movie, um, like the outfits that they wear that are supposed to be like homemade that they wear in the first half of the movie, mm-hmm. we have most of them, and then we got like their upgraded versions from when they get like the nicer shiny ones. We got almost all those too. So, so, so now, both of Ben Ben Stiller's like with the painted on flames and everything. We got all that. So you, you know, you you mentioned that you know picking your favorites would be like you know akin to picking which one of your children are your favorite. You mentioned earlier that to like start the business going, you had to sell some of your collection. How how hard was that? And were there some pieces that you had to let go that you regretted, maybe, or that maybe you tried to get back? Um. Any that I can think of off the top of my head were probably all wrestling pieces that I regret getting rid of Um, for the most part, because I know so many people in the wrestling world between either wrestlers themselves or just huge collectors. um, Most of what I've sold since, since I was younger, I could probably go and buy back somewhere else if I wanted to, but there's been a handful of pieces that I've sold that it would probably cost me an arm and a leg or I would never be able to get it back. Like I sold, uh, recently I sold a signed Bam Bam Bigelow action figure. There's not many of them out there. And when they do pop up, they're crazy expensive. And I personally got mine from Scott Bigelow himself because I hung out with him one weekend. So I got his figure that had just come out that year and he wound up passing away like not even a year after he had signed it. So there's not that many of those out there, if any. See, I way overseas. That one went, yeah, that went to like Europe or something. Netherlands. See, yeah, I, Netherlands. I went in saying like I Eddie Guerrero is is my guy. The entire you know reason I, I got into wrestling. So one day I come into work and my boss he's like, "Do you want to see Eddie Guerrero's boots?" I'm like, "Fuck you." <laughs> he goes, "No, check it out." And like he, you know, he we wound up raffling them off, and just like being in the presence of them, I was just like. Because I, I, I unfortunately never got to meet him, and there's not much like Eddie Guerrero, like legit stuff that I see online. You know, like, uh, it'd always be like, oh, here's an art. And I'm like, there's no way I can authenticate it. Like, I. Unless you, unless you no. trust the source. We have one or two, but they're on like pieces with like other names. Mm-hmm. Well, similar to what you're saying, I'm digging something out right now. He's like looking, trying to see if he can <laughs> see. Oh, give it to me. I'll hold it. Oh, this. Well, that's what we got here. We're talking about boots. Boots and pants. Very, very iconic from the 90s. See if you can guess it. Uh, so the audience can guess it. It's not Sting. It's not, it's not the Nasty it's not, Boys. Oh, yeah. not, that would be amazing if like, if you put this oh. on and then you already had the the, uh, the Sting face paint on. Can you, <laughs> can you figure this out? Is that Undertaker? No. It's not wrestling. Oh, not wrestling. Uh, Blade? A classic 90s film. Wound up being somewhat of a franchise. The first was yeah. the best of course. Cool. 
What? The crow? Yep. Yeah. The crow? Oh, God. I love the crow. Just for those of you guys who can't see, it's... Uh, yeah. yeah, well, it's... Angelina's outfit. Yeah, this is one of the full outfits. We have pants. Oh, that's awesome. But you were talking about, like... Like, like we, we kind of, like, hoard these... These, uh... Um, props. Like, we don't sell our props. We... we like we take these props in, like we don't have nothing. We, the, the costumes we pretty much keep as is, mm-hmm. um, but some of the actual like physical props um, we'll restore as necessary. Like movie, we needed both of the movies that we got because we have two movies, one from Clerks 2, one from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Um, we... Um, we had to. We had to. Uh, beautiful. We had to. Berto's uh, drooling right now. We had. <laughs> can't tell you guys what it says on the back of that shirt. But, yeah. uh, that's not PC anymore. They, yeah, they're ever, taking it back ever, though. Really, they're um, taking it back. Yeah, but um, but uh, we like the movies. They had to. Um, so we have both of the movies that were in the in the restaurants, and they had to um, be restored because they were. They were rough and rough shape. Um, and that's a pixels like Canon. See, my favorite part of this interview right now, again, because because of this all audio, is that you like the listeners at home can't see, but uh, yeah. Joe is just what back and forth grabbing <laughs> random props. Uh, and, and I'm trying to figure out what he's doing, but yeah, but you were talking about the boots, and mm-hmm. here now I'm pulling out boots that Brantley wore during the crow. See, and like I think a bunch of our listeners are also very much like movie nerds. Like clearly, the four of us all are, and there it's just there is something cool about being able to like like especially for you guys, just the amount of stuff that you have. You know, like if if you guys opened up your own little museum, you could just have it all on display because it's like his shirt. Because like they, to keep it tucked in, mm-hmm. they made it like a little like a little onesie. Yeah, so it has his ball sweat. <laughs> See, and like the thing is, like, there's always there's a lot, a lot of actors like kind of even bringing it back to Sid Hag. Uh, like a, a lot of times, it's not until someone passes away that you know everyone starts the outpour of like, oh my god, I really love this person. I love you know when they were in this movie or that or, or whatever the case may be. And like oftentimes, like we're big proponents of like let these people know. You know, because even with wrestlers, like a lot of times when we have like the autograph signings, they'll they'll be like, "Wow, I didn't expect you know two hundred people to show up," and we're like, "Yeah." That like, was Jeff's reaction when he walked into our signing because he's been so far removed from the View universe for so long, and he walked in and he did that that Randall like back straightening mm-hmm. like, "What the hell." And he kind of, it kind of like overwhelmed him at first. And then he, then he loosened up and he was fine. And he, but he really, but he was like, I didn't realize there was so much merch. And he didn't realize that like so many people like cared and it meant so much to so many people. He just thought he did a couple of movies and that was it. He didn't realize like, cause he was so far removed from it that it had become, it meant so much to like, literally millions of people well you know what let's let's talk about jeff anderson because i, okay. I mentioned a little bit of a front so kevin smith and, 
Kevin Smith and I've I've yet to meet him. I was literally supposed to go meet him and Brian O'Halloran. Uh, They're both amazing people, by the way. I love I, Brian and I love Jeff. I was supposed to go meet them at at an Ohio like uh, convention, some horror convention. Uh, I was going to get my Clerks movie poster signed by them. Same thing with Jason. He was supposed to be there as well, but uh, you know maybe when there's a, a cure, I'll be able to meet them. But so Kevin Smith tells a story, him and Jeff Anderson hadn't spoken in a while. They hadn't talked, but thanks at to you time. guys they, at our signing, at your signing, they, they re- were on like, the balcony. And I was like, please don't throw Kevin off the balcony. <laughs> I was like, please mm-hmm. don't have a fight on the balcony. Like kind of like a family guy, like chicken fight type. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, wasn't yeah. at your guys' signing, they reconnect and you know they're they're friendly now and clerks three is happening and like to me that's crazy because clearly because yeah. clearly you guys are fans of like the viewers universe and to think like because you guys reached out and we're like hey do you want to do this like this this sequel that we never thought or in the trilogy that we never thought was going to happen is going to happen now like how does that feel because like Again, like this is th- these two people reconnect, and not only like you know movies aside, these two people are now you know friends again because you guys got them in a room together, and you know again Jeff was able to see like oh wow like this is all for me because again that does happen like for yeah. for, for all in I'm driving uh, Kazuchika Okada the you know New Japan heavyweight champion to the venue, and he's like what are all these people doing here? I'm like they're lined up for you, and he's like no come on. And I'm like, yeah, they're all waiting in the rain for you. And so, again, it's just that sometimes people, like, forget that. But for you guys, like, at its core, if it's not for Lilu Multiprops, like, Clerks 3 doesn't happen. You know, maybe they reconnect at some other point. But it is now happening because of you guys. Like, what does that feel like? Pretty wild. And uh, it was a huge compliment to see Kevin talk about it so much. This, yeah. and, and But, you know, at the same time, you know, I think it was also a right combination mm-hmm. of certain things. You know, um, I think um, it was the right time also to kind of bring Jeff out, um, you know, cause there were other extenuating circumstances of why he kind of didn't want to do anything out, you know, didn't want to do the original clerks three and everything. And I think the timing of it also had was perfect. Um, I don't know if I really want to get into. No, I mean that's fine. You, you that know. whole that whole yeah. that's a whole other yeah. podcast. No, but it's it was, yeah, it's a good feeling, and it's and I'm glad that it was, the timing worked out, and that um you know we were all all the working moving parts because we we tried for like a year. It was like a, yeah, Jeff, yeah, a year. We were told by so many people, oh, you're not going to get him. He's not going to do it. Everyone's yeah. tried. You're not going to do it. And, and I, I mean, we were persistent, we and um. But I think the timing was of when he finally said yes, I think it was, was perfect um, because of other things that happened in the world. Yeah. Um, and, um, but it worked out and, and um, I'm glad that, and it was, and thank goodness it happened when it did the signing because literally four months later, COVID hit <laughs> like four or five months later, you know, yeah. COVID hit and it, it would have been awful. <laughs> That's got to sec- that's got to secure you guys a spot in Clerks Three, right? Like as customer one and two coming into yeah. to the quick stop. Maybe Joe and Ashley. Yeah, it's funny <laughs> that you say that because Ashley and myself, 
may or may not be having a tiny cameo on Twitch. Who knows? Oh, secret scoop. Uh, that, that is, yeah, secret scoop. Uh, so, speaking of your friend in Fraser, this is right here. <laughs> we actually have promotional coasters from the movie when it first came out. Oh, God. See, I. And they have recipes in the back. Like, this is, again, this is very much like. I wish you guys would just have your own little museum, you know, because you guys just keep pulling out all these things and. Like I, I, we would probably sit here for like another two, three hours if you guys just showing us like all the like yeah. cool stuff you guys have. The table, my com- <laughs> the computer is on is like filled with stuff. I mean, yeah, like we're, we're getting ready to do a live stream auction soon, so I've slowly been gathering stuff to put in said auction. I mean, I'm, I'm just look, I'm just pulling out like. Oh, there's a nice uh, Undertaker signed poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just like Undertaker, it's just like Mel sitting Brooks. right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just sitting here. Me again from Walking Dead, yeah. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, just sitting here. See, like I, before my boss, he sent he used to send me out to get his autographs. Like, uh, if anyone if anyone's ever seen pictures of, or maybe, maybe you guys have seen it, like at the Pro Wrestling Tea store, there's just lots oh, of cute little Coca Cola beer. Uh, we have like a giant autograph wall, which is literally just at this point, just a giant wall, just covered in autographs, and he used to just be like, Hey, WrestleMania is happening here. Are you going? And I'm like, do you, do you want me to go? And he'd be like, if I pay for your flight, will you just go and get me all these autographs? Which I'm just like, yes, I'll go meet Arn Anderson and Bret Hart and all these other wrestlers. And, uh, like, I think there's two interactions that I remember happening, happening that were very like, Oh, but everyone else is usually like pretty nice. Like Arn Anderson, a lot of, so the thing that happens too a lot of the times is I'll tell these older wrestlers, I'm like, hey, I'm here. I work for Ryan at Pro Wrestling Tees. What they hear is, I'm Ryan from Pro Wrestling <laughs> Tees. So they'll be like super nice. And th- like Arn Anderson got up and hugged me. And like Arn Anderson is just this giant, you know, beef of a man. And he was just like, thank you so much. Just hugging me. And I'm just like, I don't have the heart to tell him I'm not Ryan. You know, yeah. so I was just like, you are very welcome, oh, sir. <laughs> like, we love you. You are come Ryan now. You have assumed his identity. Exactly. But like, uh, we met the boogeyman once and like, I, I get his autograph and he just looks at me and goes, sell, sell my t-shirts. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. I'm like, here, you know, I have my boss's card. I'm like, just email here. He goes, I don't do email. And he's like, hmm. he goes, and you have to send me a check every month. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, we can definitely he goes, no, just do it. As if, like, I just had, like, oh, okay, I already have your shirts preloaded and just could hit click or something. Uh, and then the second one was Teddy Long. Met Teddy Long, and he, you know, I'm like, oh, could you could you make it out to, uh, you know, two pro wrestling tees? He's looking down and goes, no. What is your name? I'm, like, very aggressive. Went from, like, one, you know, from zero to 100. I'm like, uh, I'm sorry? He goes, your name. I'm like, Alberto? And he just starts writing to Alberto. He goes, I don't sign to any companies. I'm like, okay, sir. I'm like, sorry, didn't mean to offend you. But then his like yeah. manager comes over. He goes, no, no, no. He's cool. He's with the t-shirt people. And then again, very much as, oh, you should have just said that. So like at the shop, <laughs> like on, on the wall, it's like, it says like to Alberto and then underneath pro wrestling tees because I don't, I don't know why he got so angry the first time, but I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's, I, I think it's pretty cool what you guys do, you know, like, to not many people get to say they've sat down with like Nev Campbell and you know Michael Keaton, Brendan Fraser, all these people. Like at this point, 
like what is the white whale like what is the the you know there's a there's a couple of them i mean i would love to work with someone like adam sandler for example that would be huge that'd be great um i mean obviously i love jim carrey but Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's uh, that's a tall order. I mean, we were also not only were we told that we weren't going to get Jeff, we were also told that we were never going to get Keaton. Mm-hmm. Keaton. We were told that there were other people that we weren't even be able to reach out to. And we've been able to reach out to certain people. So we're just waiting to hear back whether they're into it or not. But just because we're told by certain people that they're not reachable doesn't mean anything. Because so far in less than two years of working, we've already gotten two or three people that we were we were told would never happen. And Brendan Fraser, we actually had signed him a contract before he ever made his first appearance anywhere. Mm-hmm. So he only did two conventions before us and we had him in contract before he even did the contract with those two conventions. So technically we had him first. Yeah. See, I, again, like I'm very like jealous that that's what you guys, you know, like I, because, and we also get often get it too, where it's like, I, the amount of like work you guys have to put into this I can only imagine, you know? So it's like from coming from like us where I got kind of similar where it is a lot of like just emails back and forth and trying to get reaching out, reaching out and stuff. We definitely very much like, I'm like hats off to you because even with us, sometimes it just gets someone to like agree to let us sell their t-shirts, you know? Yeah. It's like a a two month track of just eh, emails back and forth. But for you guys, especially like right now during COVID where I can, I, imagine most people are just like oh, i don't want to be stuck in a room with anyone uh yeah. like it, yeah that, that presented itself a problem because if we're doing like a signing during covid you have to also have a backup mm-hmm. so if it's like okay we're gonna go to this such and such place um we have to have a backup if it's if they are in, uncomfortable being indoors we have to have a backup of it being outdoors too mm-hmm. but the outdoors has to be covered in case of inclement weather. So it's like, there's always, you know, yeah. So there has to, and then then if, if outdoors is not possible, it has to be a room that's large enough for us to socially distance enough, but most like hotels and stuff are not doing, uh, if, if we look at hotels are not doing like, conferences and stuff now so like their meeting rooms and stuff are closed Might be off on it, yeah so it's like you got to think outside the box mm-hmm. with things there's so a lot of them that are only doing mail and they're not taking anything in person right so there's always you have to always like kind of think outside the box and stuff like that um so it does like this covid thing does present a challenge um but it really has gotten us to think creatively when it comes to how to go about doing some things, um, you know, and stuff like that. And other companies that do, you know, the private signings that we've seen them do really unusual signings, you know, how to, how to physically do it as well. Mm-hmm. I know one of them, she did them like outside someone's house, like literally on her car because they didn't want them didn't coming inside and had no other choice. <laughs> yeah. The hood of her, of her car, <laughs> you know, because it was either you get it or you don't. And so, um, had to get it done. It's you know, Hopefully it was nice weather, but it was like, you know, you always have to have a backup. And it's good because we, it. we've built uh, good relationships with a lot of other people that do what we do. And it's not very common to see a lot of 
companies either support one another because it's competition. So, but we, we are, before we were business people, we were huge fans. So we still have connections with a lot of people that we used to buy from. So even though that we're, I guess you can say competition, we're still supporting them. There's a handful of them that still support us. We do get a, a chunk of our stock from other company signings because we, we either help fund for them to bring that person in or we buy enough stock to make it worth their while to deal with us. So it's good because then it helps us build uh, a bigger relationship with, with uh, like-minded people and it helps build our stock for all the fans to give them other options on where to go. And then one little niche that we do is we always try to do um, exclusive items uh, for our signings that you can't really get anywhere else because a lot of times it's like, oh yeah, I can go on eBay and I can buy that 20 bucks less or this person's autograph over from this company for the, for this much less. It's like, yeah, but it's not that it, same exact item or depending on who it is, you might not be able to send your item. It's only what they're selling. So I think that's what attracted me to you guys like from the get go, because um, it was just like, okay, let me see what they've got. Cause it was someone, again, I think it was like Brian O'Halloran, like reposted uh, like the little like clerks to standee that you guys were, were offering. Yeah, over there. Yeah. yeah. And that was like, that was what had caught my attention. And yep. There, yeah, looking so at it right now. We get a limited to twenty-five of them. So I remember it was like that, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" Like I've never seen it, and then it, you know, it led me to your site, and I'm looking at everything, and like, especially right now, there is a lot of like other companies that do offer just like here five items that you can get signed, and maybe you can mail something in. But like that right. is one of, and it's not even just because you guys are sitting here, but I think that is one of like the cool things about your company is that like. I remember watching the the video you guys did with Kevin Smith where you're just like, yeah, we have this, we have that. And even like looking at them going, holy shit, we had no idea that any of this stuff existed, you know? And that's why I very much appreciate that you guys, you know, think a little outside of the box as well, because even like with us, like you can buy pro, you know, wrestling stuff anywhere. But I think the one thing that like I admire about Ryan is that he kind of goes out of, you know, also tries to think outside of the box of like, all right, what can we do to distinguish ourselves? And I mean, much in the same way as you guys do, like that's pretty fucking awesome because again, if not for you guys, I don't have my Brendan Fraser autograph mummy playset. set. <laughs> uh, yeah. But sort of yeah. just like, as we sort of just wind down here, I know Joe, you mentioned you're, you're a wrestling fan. Do you remember yeah. your first piece of wrestling memorabilia that, that you ever owned? You know, whether was it like a t-shirt, a toy, anything like that? Yeah, it was Hasbro figures. What was it? It was Hasbro figures. Mom, mom, mom was working on a budget. Mm-hmm. So it's not like every week I was able to get that 5 or $6 action figure. So mom knew how to spend her money wisely and still keep me happy. So if you remember back in the day, I mean, Hasbro figures were four ninety nine each. They were 5 bucks. And the the tag team packs were uh, were just under ten bucks. So technically, you're getting an individual figure for less than the five dollars. So mom saw that as a bargain. So I got two tag team packs. And so that's she saw it as buying me four figures, and that was like the greatest thing in the world because I had what the figures that I saw on TV and in the commercials and stuff. And I didn't have a whole slew of action figures, maybe a couple of He-Man or something, but. That, that I played with those figures. I still play with them. <laughs> I play with those figures every day. You know, I got the Bushwhackers and the Rockers. That's fine. If you guys ever... 
here. <laughs> if you guys ever make it up to Chicago, right behind where Dave sits is all of our boss's old uh, Hasbro's. Yeah. Like literally on shelves right above Dave's toys. <laughs> yeah, there, there's just something about those Hasbro figures too. Like as as you get older, you start to appreciate them even more than when you were a kid. Like just seeing like the prototypes that they did and like the two ups and all that stuff. They're I awesome. Know, like Matt Cardona is really into that, and like oh yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, it's it's like art. So oh geez, yeah. Currently, right now, we're looking at your just massive collection, and. Oh, this is not. Oh, that's okay. the that's the entire loose Hasbro line, the entire loose retro line. Um, I don't have all of them here because I don't have enough room. But I actually have the entire carded set and almost all of them autographed. Jesus, <laughs> like the Warriors autographed, one two three kid, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Doink, Kamala, Adam Bomb. And he also I actually that's an original. That's actually an original blueprint from Ron Rudat. Mm-hmm. You got all these signed awesome. Yeah, everything that you see here, I've gotten signed in person. Even all the deceased wrestlers. See, again, it's just like seeing that. Like you, I think you'd very much have fun just like walking around our shop because again, it's oh my god, that is. It's a gold dust WrestleMania 32 outfit. That is beautiful. Got that off him. That's actually from the very first in your house. Okay, we're looking at the in your oh. Oh, yeah, awesome. so that was actually cut from the giant bin when Tom Pettengill was digging through the postcards to pick the house for the kid. Mm-hmm. That's like if you ever go back and watch, like that's that's was on the giant plexi that held all that stuff. I've been amazed at how big this this basement of yours is because you like just oh I see a nice a cool hoverboard in the background. Um, kind of our store temporarily from the signings, but this is. It's going to be our toy room. So we got like all the Back to the Future stuff here. Mm-hmm. Re- it's going to be nothing but wrestling. I got a whole podcast detox just for the podcast stuff. Oh, man. You have the, the Rock and the Undertaker and <laughs> Steve Austin. Oh, I all kinds of stuff. stuff. Uh, I actually went to school and grew up with Damian Priest. Really? So I would. Yeah, so he signed a bunch of stuff through the mail for me recently. We also have this stuff. It's sweet oh, original artwork for the Kevin Smith figures. We actually got directly from the artist. Really? Oh, oh the, sick. The little minifigures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, it's very, I, I very much like the, you guys being so passionate about like collecting because again, like at, 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 at like, even at this podcast core, it's like as much as it's like the pro wrestling tease podcast, we really don't really talk that much wrestling. Like our favorite thing is like when we, t- oh, there's a giant movies. Uh, cow- that's the one from Clerks. That's the one from Clerks too. Oh, that thing is beautiful, and <laughs> I, I wish you guys could and, see. Like, could and that's actually the and that's the computer that they ordered the donkey show on. Oh god, <laughs> does it still work? Can you get to order donkey shows on that? Um, apparently the fake websites are still on the hard drive. We haven't uh, tested it out yet. Oh, that oh. is amazing. You guys, we're just getting a tour right now of of their basement with all this cool memorabilia. Uh, so I mean, so we'll, we'll kind of just wrap up the the podcast here. I mean, I feel like yeah, whatever you guys want, whatever you guys want to talk about. Just see, just oh, oh hell yeah, we have it. See, fun, you have that for uh, hold on. They're showing me an Undertaker urn. Um, yeah. Give me one urn. sec. No, there's more than one. Yeah. We got we got a plethora back there. You got like five. I think one in the office. Yeah, so I think we got about five or six urns left. 
So for uh, there's like a wrestling promotion out here. Our buddy owns Freelance Wrestling, and okay. they do their uh, Halloween Battle Royale. We'll we'll go out on, on this story on their Halloween Battle Royale. Uh, I won it once. Uh, I I won't say what who I was dressed as because that wrestler has since been canceled because they are not a good person. Uh, but I won that, and so the next year, one of our buddies, cousin Jeremy, who listens to the show, he's he's a bigger guy. We were like, dude, you should dress up as Paul Bearer. Well, they'll have someone come out dressed as the Undertaker, dressed as Paul Bearer, and he has this big beard shaved it all off dressed as Paul Bearer so and we came out with them dressed as like actual Undertaker druids with these like really corny inflatable uh what is it the the sticks with the fire yeah yeah and so so to commemorate that we have like the actual urn that we had from that because uh my roommate at the time she she's a mortician so we're just like hey can you get us an Undertaker urn she didn't know. She thought we meant just a regular urn, not like the Undertaker's actual urn. So she had that, and yeah. that's just to commemorate that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Joe and Ashley, it's been such a pleasure having you guys. Like, um, yes. I almost feel bad for the people who aren't on the Zoom meeting because they can't see all the cool shit that you guys have been showing us. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're definitely gonna have to have you guys back on because, like, even in like the one thing Dave and I love doing, especially is talking movies and just based on the sheer amount of stuff that you guys have showed us. Uh, we're definitely going to have to have you guys on to do one of these like movie reviews that we do, which wind up not even really being reviews. It's just us talking about how much like we love said movie and stuff. Yeah. Um, but again, very, very grateful yeah. for Lilu multi props for not only uh, the work you guys, you know, do and being able to provide so many people with like cool merch because like not everyone is able to attend conventions back when they were happening and stuff uh so for there to be an outlet where you guys can get not just an eight by ten which listen if you're just looking for an eight by ten nothing wrong with that but like check out their site if you know if you've never seen it before like it's one of the things even with the people at the shop when i got mine i was like dude check this out check that out because there are a lot of people that are like into the same nerdy shit that we all are and you know them just checking it out it's it's very cool. You guys are doing the Lord's work is what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you. But for those interested, where can, uh, where can they find you guys online? I uh, just search Lilu Multiprops. Um, it's pretty self-explanatory across all the platforms. Uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter. Not as much, but we are on there. Um, and LiluMultiprops.com for any merchandise and any signing information. And there's a Facebook group too. And we're pretty transparent. Too. As we're yeah, and we got our our name um, from uh, the Fifth Element. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? We'll yeah. go. We'll go out on that. Where does the name Lilu Multiprops come from? Because, uh, like, I remember when I got your guys' uh, business cards, and this was because I'd heard you guys before on another podcast, kind of talk about it. But I remember when I got the business card, I was looking at it, I was like, oh yeah, of course. Like this is where it's from. Yeah, yeah, it's from. There's a fifth, lot of fun making those. Yeah, because we love the fifth element, and um, we were trying to come up with the name for it. And actually, I'm totally gonna tell the truth, but our web girl, who's one of my really good friends, was like, um, "Why don't you just call it Lilu Multiprops? Because you have multiple props too, mm-hmm. so it kind of works." And I was like, "Multiprops? It's like like multipass, um, also." So it kind of like worked out, and then Joe 
um, he designed the our logo and the table that our computer's on has like our banner and everything on it right now. So I'm staring at it. Card. And we had the business card, I think like three or four different printouts before. Yeah. Uh, to where we wanted it to be. Yeah. And, but if you look at our logo, um, it actually in the film reel has the elements. And how tempted were you guys to name your daughter Lilo? There was, it was, it was her nickname is Lilo. Okay. I'll call her Lilo once in a while, but her name, our, the baby's name is Lydia mm-hmm. from Beetlejuice. Um. <laughs> awesome. I've like, it is so, it is so. We both pretty much fell in love with Beetlejuice and Tim, uh, Tim, Tim Burton. Burton way longer before the movie Fifth Element was out. So it, it was hard. Maybe Lilu can be the name of like a cat or a dog down the road or something. Yeah. See, it it hasn't, been, hasn't been around as long as uh, Tim Burton and Beetlejuice. So. <laughs> but um, yeah. It is adorable for like, Again, like a nerd like me, who are like I always think like, yeah, you're, of course your daughter would be named after like a character from from Beetlejuice, you know? Um, she got all the Lydia stuff. She's got like a, a plush Lydia doll. She got the little statues in her room, and, of, and she she has a little um, the plush movie that was just released recently, and she calls him Moo Moo. adorable. Uh, all right, guys. Well, uh, we'll 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 wrap it up there. Again, thank you guys so much for coming on, and we're we're definitely gonna have to bring you on for a part two. And I'm so looking forward to the 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 De Janeiro Museum, whatever it is that uh, yeah, for the sure. Lilo Museum. <laughs> <laughs> so jealous of all that wonderful stuff but uh what an interview with the two um even like after we we finished recording we still kind of just sat around and talked for a little bit uh very very much will have them back on because like just hearing the vast knowledge of like random movie shit that they have like i was just kind of like salivating at the thought of like oh man all four of these nerds in front of a microphone talking about you know some sort of movie like that's got to be awesome one of my favorite parts too is like you know we don't normally do zoom but like you mentioned like wow it's really cool to see your your office and i'm like office this is our basement (laughs) what what we saw was just their personal like little treasure trove that that doesn't count all the business stuff that they do it was amazing yeah like very very much like what like this isn't even all of it like uh who are minds there's always there's always like that meme where it's like uh this I, I don't know what I, I think it's from like Dragon Ball Z or something where it's like this isn't even my final form. Yeah. Very very much that. Very much <laughs> that. Yeah, cuz they were just like oh I was like yeah, the office and and when they said that I was like geez, and this basement was huge like I I don't know how big of an apartment or you know, a house that they have but it was pretty fucking huge cuz it just kept going and going. I was just like Jesus but yeah. no, uh, you know, very fun chat with those two. Um, we told them to be sending them a Christmas card. And speaking of Christmas cards, uh, I counted. I have, I've got about 20. We mentioned that last week. Uh, you know, we have some PWT cast Christmas cards. Uh, Ryan Mears reached out. I don't know, a few other people have reached out about wanting them. Uh, so, so let us know. Like message us either, you know, on, on Instagram or Twitter if you want one. Um We'll probably uh, we'll we'll work on getting some some fun stuff in there, but yeah, you know, just as a thank you to all you guys, you know, the the drugs Delaney of the world who who are always retweeting us. Drugs, you, you have one coming your way. 
um, because you're always retweeting us and we love you for it. Uh, you know, but all, all the wonderful people have supported us, you know, whether it's since day one or you guys just found out about us and, you know, telling the world about the PWT cast, we, we appreciate all you friends of the show uh, very much so. And we want to say thank you and send you guys a Christmas card because uh, Christmas is upon us. You know, have you have you guys set up your tree yet, Dave? No, we normally do that literally the day after Thanksgiving. We're very Annie's very militant about that sort of thing. Like day after Thanksgiving, the tree goes up day after New Year's, it goes down. So, yeah, I still need to I have a tiny Christmas tree that um, I, I, I was under the impression that I'd thrown it away, but I was looking through some stuff and I found it. Um, it's, it's a tiny Christmas tree, maybe like three feet tall. Uh, my pride and joy though, because, uh, in decorating it, I, I was like, it was the Chris, it was that Christmas that infinity war came out. And so I was like, Oh, this is a Thanos themed Christmas tree. I got like a little Thanos toys uh, or no, mm-hmm. I got an infinity gauntlet though. That little gold one that you have at your desk. Yes. I used that as a, a tree topper. Um, then half of the tree had ornaments and the other half didn't, you know, because balance, you have to balance it out. I get very, very nerdy. I would have like uh, women come over and they were like, oh, how can we only decorate a half of your tree? And I'm like, have you seen Infinity War? And they would say, no. Do you know anything? Yeah. And they'd be like, no, what is that? And I'm like, oh, well. And then you have to sit there and explain the Avengers to them. Uh, but yeah, it was just one of those really nerdy things I did. Uh, you know what you should do? And I, I can't remember if you did do it. But the ornaments should only be the colors of the Infinity Stones. I mean, I think the ornaments are are the, yeah already as it is. Um, but that's actually smart. I gotta I gotta check that. I don't know. Like yeah, I, I gotta double check that. Yeah, like I, again, when when moving apartments, it was one of those things where like I'm usually pretty good about getting Christmas stuff. Like, listen, five four, yeah, like no. Not, three or four years ago, um, that would have been three. Three years ago, um, I went to Target. There's this Target that's primary. It's in a primarily Jewish neighborhood, so their mm-hmm. Christmas stuff goes even cheaper than normal because there's just not a lot of people going in there to buy Christmas stuff, like post Christmas, you know. Um, so, for instance, like a roll of uh, wrapping paper that you could get for a dollar on clearance at any other Target over here would be like 40 cents. So uh, there was one year where myself and my ex at the time, we went and I fucking cleaned them out. Like to this day, I've got, I've probably got enough wrapping paper to last me till next year. You know, like I just, I bought so much of it because it was all, it was dirt cheap. I was basically getting it at cost. Um, And that's kind of also how I was with the ornaments. You know, like I would do that with the ornaments. So I would use them and then just throw them out because I'm like, ah, I'll go to Target and buy buy brand new ones for for this much. But I don't know if I have any left over. Um, well, you know, you know what's funny is like when you're an adult, stuff like that feels so good. Like, like after Easter, the, all the Easter candies on sale, like, oh, it's the same candy, it's just different colors. <laughs> Let me get a ton of this, or yeah, Halloween stuff or Christmas stuff. It feels so good to be stocked up on wrapping paper, you know? Oh, it's the best. Well, especially with me, too, because I'm, I'm a big proponent of, um, like, I, I've i been doing it now for, oh, my nephew's nine. He's going to be nine. So probably for the last 10 years, every Christmas, yeah. 
uh, I find one person, one person in my family. And I mean, really, it's my sister, uh, my sister, my brother, my parents, and my nephew, you know. Now, I mean, now, now there's the addition of my other nephew and my sister's boyfriend. But uh, one of them. I'll I'll do the whole gag where it's a, a box instead of a box instead of a box <laughs> instead of and I go all the way out like yeah we, we get a lot of a lot of different sized boxes here one hour tees pro wrestling tees from just random stuff that we get delivered and I always be like ho 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 where are you taking that I will take it and like yeah. meticulously like measure these boxes so that it you know it's the whole gag and so sure enough. You know, uh, like whenever we meet at my parents' house and there's gifts there, there'll always be one giant gift. And at least I, no one's ever said it, but I feel like they all kind of just look at it and dread like, oh, fuck. Like, who's going to get Here stuck with that? Because I'm always yeah. just like, and every year I'm like, no, I mean, it's, it's not a gag. It's something real. And they'll just keep opening. But like, I've gotten smarter where like I did it to like my sister, uh, and like she got, oh, she's like at one point she got to like a box and opens it up into shoes, and like I made sure it was like a little heavy, and she's like, "Oh, nice, I got shoes." Opens it up and it's like another box, you know. So I've I've gotten smarter about that, and yeah. you know, in doing that, you need a lot of wrapping paper because sometimes you'll waste two or three <laughs> rolls of wrapping paper, sure. you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely, but I'm also excited about like the gimmick wrapping paper, you know. Like I'm like I remember my nephew. He's super into Nightmare Before Christmas, and there was like some Nightmare Before Christmas wrapping paper, and so I was like, "Oh, so I got to get this for him because, of course, like he's just gonna rip it anyway, you know." But I'm like, "Oh, like right. I think back to when I was a kid, you know, and it was always just like traditional wrapping paper." But like, imagine if imagine if they had like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle wrapping paper, and you were a kid, oh yeah, and you fucking woke up and you like you see those presents, you're like, "I know those are for me," like, those, yeah, those gotta be for me. There's no way those are from like for my mom or dad. Yeah. Well, like what we do, like the boys each have present colors and Peyton's got, so like Jacob is red, Scotty is green, and then Peyton is silver. So that way they know, you know, they're not like, is this fine? Is this fine? But yeah, presentation matters. If you're giving something to people that you love, take a little extra time and make it look nice. Oh, I'm a, I'm a big rapper myself. Not, 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 not a big rapper, like, DJ MIC, yeah. uh, Juke Lutch and DJ MIC. But like, I will sit there and I love it. Like, I don't know what it is. I, I just, I love wrapping gifts. And like, very, like, I remember last year when I was living with Paul, Anthony, and Tanya, you know, my, my some of my best friends, um, I wrapped up all their gifts. And I remember ta- giving Anthony and Tanya their gifts. And Tanya was like, oh my gosh. She's like, where did you get these? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, where'd you go get them wrapped? I was like, uh, here? She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I I wrapped them myself? And she was like, no. There's no, and it's not even like I did anything like fancy with like ribbons and bows. Like nothing like that. But she was just like, yeah. no. She's like, there's no way you do. And I was just like, what, what are you, yeah, like what are you fucking talking about? I'm like, I just wrapped them myself. Um, so very, very much into that. Like I've never, I don't do any fancy like, Oh, here's this nice piece of ribbon that you. I don't. I don't got time for all that. You know, I'm like, I know yeah. more than likely, uh, people are just gonna rip it apart. But listen, I also, you know, I also don't mind when people just buy a bag because sometimes it is just easier to like, oh, 
I'm just gonna buy a bag like and it's normally for me too where like I'm I'm a big person where it's like oh Dave I got you you know four different things I'm not gonna put them all together in one box like right. I'd rather you know wrap each individually and like specifically with my nephews I do that a lot so at a certain point it's like oh, why did I get them fucking why don't I just throw all this in one giant bag you know yeah. but like especially if you're a kid you want to have you want to just rip things open and just be a monster with it you know just throw it around and i don't know um, yeah you want to get to the main event exactly but hey but speaking about the main event uh next week's episode is a very special one um we don't often have people ask to to be on you know like it's- i can't i can't recall how many people i have actually asked like asked to be on um but this specific person, a uh, very special person to us over at a, at a Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, I've, I've taken him under my wing. I'm, of course, talking about Mark Villanueva. He was next Monday, yeah, for episode 69. He requested where he was just like, he had mentioned something about like, yeah, if you guys ever have me on the podcast. And I was like, oh, of course, like for sure we're going to have you on the podcast. He's like, well, could I request to be episode 69? And we're like, ha ha. He's like, no, no, not because of that. He goes, it's because it'll make one year since I started working here. So, of course, we're just like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, for sure. Uh, So we're recording an episode with Mark this week. So that's to come out next week, uh, which should be fun. Like, I I did one other podcast with him before, which was over at uh, My Violet Tendencies. Um, And Mark's a great guy. He's, uh, you know, he's always fun to talk to. He's like... um, like very much the you know how like i don't know if you, you see all like the things how they talk about how they're like yeah tony khan loves john silver of the dark order because i don't know tony khan's just like i love this guy so much i see him on being the elite he's the best i very much feel like mark is that for us because ryan's like yeah he's like, i think my favorite employee is mark like there was one uh dinner where it was the the inner circle of pro wrestling tees and he was just like yeah i love mark and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, do you remember when you were like, fire that, fire him. He's the worst. And he's like, oh. it was a very big turnaround. Yeah. He's like, nope, I don't ever remember saying that. Uh, but a lot of fun. We'll, we'll go ahead and get into that. Um, but, and then we, you know, we've also got some fun episodes. I get, I'm going to just announce it now. I mean, we're going to, we'll figure out a way to do it. But last year for Christmas, we had a, a very effy Christmas mm-hmm. fun episode. Um, and I was like, oh, man, I'm like, what should we do for as far as like a Christmas episode this year? I'm like, because I'm like, we just had Effie. I don't want to bother him again with, you know, bringing him back right. on so soon. And I was like, well, who is the next nicest person that I could think of? And uh, of course, none other than Sarah Shockey. So I haven't talked to her about it yet. I'm going to have to so we can figure it out. But we're going to have a very Shockey Christmas uh, because Sarah loves Christmas and we love Sarah. So what better way, what a better Christmas present to, to give you guys than uh, a whole heaping of Sarah Shockey. So that'll be your Christmas episode. Uh, we got some fun episodes coming your way as well. Trying to get some last minute interviews before black Friday fucking comes and consumes our time. But oh, it's over the horizon. It's almost it's looming. Winter is coming, Dave. Uh, <laughs> but you guys, unfortunately, it's that time of the week now where I've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast. And I too have run out of things to say. All right, guys. Uh, for the show. Oh, and uh, before I forget, thank you to our wonderful sponsors. Uh, we have M3 Toys, uh, Cryptic Closet, Gorilla Publishing, and of course, Freelance Wrestling. Uh, but for the PWT cast, I've been Scrump. 
And this is Stank. And this is a friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say. And so, well, we must bid you adieu. So, until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.